Ask the Podcast Coach for December 26, 2020. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. For the last time in 2020, it's that music that means it's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting.com, and joining me right over there from TheAverageGuy.tv, you know him, you love him, Mr. Home Gadget Geeks, Jim Collison. How's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning. Happy last Saturday morning. You stunned me when you said that. I was like, wait a minute, is this really the last Saturday of the year? And it is. We'll be doing this next Saturday on the 2nd, right? 2nd of January. Is that the right? I know we keep hitting the day after holidays. Yes, the 2nd. Do we hit the 2nd? And (laughs) so, God, thank God this year is over. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Jeez Louise. Although, maybe we'll talk a little bit about it today. There's been some good things this year that have come out, especially in podcasting. So, not a total train wreck. It's one of those things that it was, was, (laughs) yeah. But there were some things that you probably... Didn't normally like you spent a whole lot more time with your daughter this year. I did. Paul McCartney got to go out in public. I heard him talk about that. He said he didn't do it a lot. He goes, but it was interesting because he never goes out in public without him. And he said, I put a mask on and nobody knew who I was. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. But uh, Jim, we invented this year. You know, we invented (laughs) the coffee pour. The coffee pour. There we go. And uh, of course, that coffee pour. Is in fact, I had somebody in Facebook today said, "Hey, where should I go to get my artwork made?" And I said, "You know what? Podcastbranding.co." Because he was saying this guy was saying that graphic artists have God complex, and I was like, "Then you don't know Mark from Podcastbranding.co." Here's a guy that will work side by side with you. He'll go listen to your podcast. He really wants to understand kind of the vibe of your show, not just oh, hey, here's a picture of artwork with a microphone and some fancy fonts. No, he's going to work with something that uh, works for you. In fact, he's working on Ask the Podcast Coach's logo. I should check with him on that. I was like, it's the holiday, so I wasn't really worried about it. But if you need artwork, if you need a logo, if you need a website, if you need a cool PDF, if you want anything to look really professional and something you're going to be proud of, then go over to podcastbranding.co because if you want to meet somebody who has whatever the opposite of a God complex is, I don't know, Mr. Super Nice Polite Canadian Guy, then you got to go see Mark over at podcastbranding.co because, as I like to say, it's the place to go, podcastbranding.co. What's <laughs> weird? I find myself on Saturdays, like when I'm making my lunch, singing that stupid jingle. <laughs> I'm out there, and I'm like, cappuccino! I'm like, okay. Oh, it's so great. It's, you That's get stuck so with it. I know you had some fun this week. If you're not familiar with Jim's stuff, he does a lot of stuff on YouTube that he then turns into a podcast along with uh, Home Gadget Geeks and Gallup and everything else. And you said you ran into some copyright issues. This is this was this has been interesting. Let me find this and share this screen with you guys. Here we go. There it is. And I hadn't seen this before. I'm not so I'm not saying this is new, but it's new to me. And so I got a notification through the, and I don't think I'm showing anything I shouldn't show. There we go. Okay. I got this notification, I think via, via email, that there were some copyright infringement possibilities on my on our site. Hmm. This is a Gallup site. We have two, the way we do it, we have two separate channels. So we have a, we have a live channel. That's this one called Gallup Webcast Live. So everything I record via StreamYard goes to the live channel. So we keep them separate, live and recorded, the edited stuff, even though it's the same. That's the problem, by the way. But even though it's the same content, we separate them on channels. So Gallup Live Webcast, and then we have Clifton Strengths. That's the channel that has all the recorded, edited content on it. And as you go through here, you start seeing this is in. So if you go on YouTube, go to YouTube Studio, and then go to the copyright down here and this is down here go to the copyright section and it'll show you any of your material that has shown up on somebody else's site okay in our case we record the video drop it down pull it down we edit it and about on 90 percent of that content makes it back it makes its way back to the edited channel so to speak the clifton strengths channel Hmm. they're separate channels and so youtube Oh man, I can Dave, I can't imagine the amount of processing power it takes to right. do this. But it's telling me here, oh hey, you've got um this you've got this video with about eight thousand views. 
that you made back in 2016, about 90% of your content right there is about 90% of your content is in that video. Here's another one, about 7,300, 90%, right? Shows me some things that I can do with it. Now, for us, this is okay. Like we were okay with this. I didn't realize they were doing this. I don't know how long they've been doing it for, but it gives you some indication if you have a YouTube channel, it gives you some indication like, hey, because this is what people have been doing on, but what have they been doing? They've been ripping off other people's stuff, downloading it, making mm. it their own and publishing it. So this is, I, I got to believe a response to that. So can move it around and request it be taken down. And I can't, it's too far away to read that other option for me to say, well, I need to get some new glasses. <laughs> so I say all that to say, if you're creating YouTube content, and this was, again, this was new to me, so it might be new to you. Might be a good opportunity to head out, take a peek, go into the copyright section on YouTube Studio, and just maybe make sure you're not getting ripped off. You I was going to say, just, that's interesting. That So that 90% means... Ninety percent uh, of the your, oh, of my original video is being used. Got it. Over in, yeah, and there, I have a lot. I can display fifty at a time, and then if I scroll down here, we have pages yeah. and pages of these. But we've made thousands of them. There's a lot, and I'm not going to go through and do anything with them because I don't need to. But it's a good. I did. So I went through. I was going to have this ready, and I didn't. But I did go through the lists to see if there was someone besides me doing this. In other words, and sure enough, there were some folks who had downloaded. They had been interviewed by me. They had downloaded their own video and uploaded it, even though we ask them not to. I tell them, hey, don't do that. Embed the video we currently have. Right. And and they didn't follow my instructions. And <laughs> But most of the videos had five or 10 views, just to be honest. And I'm like, it's not worth the bad, the bad customer service stuff to say, Hey, you got to pull that video down. It's not. And we want them to be honest. I just want to track the numbers. That's really the downside is you're losing those numbers. But somebody who knows something about YouTube from time to time is the one and only Mr. Bang's Naughty Bits. Mm, who wow. Is That's fast. Yeah. Hello, everybody. Hey, How nice. are you? Doing pretty darn good. Do you know what you can do, Jim, if you are so inclined uh, regarding those five or 10 views that you are seeing other sure. people take away from you? I could request that they take it down. You could do that, but in a very short period of time, you can file a complaint with the equivalent of small claims copyright court at oh. the Library of Congress and face them with $30,000 in fines per infraction. Okay. okay. This passed last week in the uh, Omnibus uh, Budget Bill. The CASE Act, I believe I mentioned it to you guys a few months ago, the CASE Act sets up a new court under the Library of Congress, the equivalent of a small claims court, where you don't have to file with the actual attorney. It's just uh, oh, wow. a small filing fee, and away you go. And bring legal action against people who infringe your copyright or... You can have such a case brought against you if you infringe in theory against someone else. There is a button in there that says request from within it. You can request video removal. So you can submit it. I believe that's to YouTube. So I'd submit that to YouTube and they. That's outside of the DMCA. That's right. a YouTube process. It doesn't hit legal until yeah. 30 days out. Yeah. So I have that option. I could do that. I guess I could do that option first if I wanted to. The other option's a little more complicated. Your option's a little more complicated, yeah. I imagine. Interesting. So this is going to make it very in, uh, inexpensive for people to file legal proceedings against smaller people infringing smaller copyrights. So that can be good. Yeah. That can be bad. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It could create a, a whole mess of unintended consequences, too that in there it depends on how this court under the library of congress which is a yeah. legislature le under the legislature and not in the court system proper right. they do they have some other similar courts quote unquote under the library of congress there's one that meets every two years and decides what can be hacked as far as encryption and what can't be that's why you're allowed to rip or jailbreak your phone but you're not allowed to rip DVDs. 
because you're violating, in theory, a law, but the Library of Congress says, you're allowed to jailbreak your phone. You bought that. Are you allowed to jailbreak your John Deere tractor that you spent $100,000 on? Maybe not. (laughs) They're still working through that. (laughs) They're still working on that one, I think. That's kind of a new, it's a new area, though, where in in agriculture. That's a separate issue. That's encryption. There's a specific court. It's not a court, but there's a board through the Library of Congress. This is more of a court, which is interesting that it's not under the judicial branch of the government. So you don't get the same protections necessarily. Yeah. Fun. But it's also quick and easy. Banks, where if someone wanted to follow that process, so this is so new. If they wanted to go out beyond. I think I YouTube mentioned it to you guys several months provides, ago. Or remind us. There is nothing that can be said about it right now because oh. it is, in fact, so new. The only chance of it not going through because it's already passed the Senate. It's already passed the House. The only question is. Will or will not Donald Trump veto the whole bill yeah, because he's yeah. Donald Trump? Right. <laughs> yeah, some- and I've got a die sitting here that I can roll for <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> God bless awesome. America. Anything right, else, thanks, Banks? Yes. Uh, last week, I mentioned that there was a, a bill from Senator Tom Tillis of North Carolina going through that has jail time for copyright infringement. Yeah. If you guess what else was in this massive omnibus. Oh, this is always bill. fun. Now there is a 10-year penalty for copyright infringement that has passed the House and Senate. It's aimed at websites that stream illegally, but it is not necessarily only limited to the websites that stream illegally. The Protecting Lawful Streaming Act has passed Congress, Mm. and there is now a 10-year penalty for people who knowingly stream copyrighted content. Now, this probably applies more so to the hosts out there. So not necessarily right at this time. Well, that's most why likely, maybe it's more likely that hosts like Lipson and Podbean and Blueberry yeah. will be wor- more worried about it. But I yep. don't see why a company such as uh, your fine company, Jim, might not have to worry about streaming out content since you're a larger platform that's streaming this sort of thing, especially if you stream from your own website by those embed codes that you were just referring to. Yeah, yeah. And let me be really clear. On this example I gave, this is our own content getting caught. That's an entirely separate massive issue that lots of people in the podcast-related fields have been suffering from for a long time, just having your entire content pulled and monetized on someone else's stream because they're making money that you're not making. I do. We create our videos in such a way that they're full of ads. It it doesn't look that way, but the whole idea is content ads. You're promoting yourself as well. That's probably the underlying issue. ripped it off and made it popular, we win. Yeah, like exactly. That's, the, that's I made it to be ripoff proof in a lot of ways so that it wouldn't, if it did get ripped off. Now, so it would be in our best interest for someone to actually do that. We don't mind. Dave, you were going to say something. No, actually, wh- oh, whatever okay. it was went right out the other side of my head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the way I figured out, hey, the, the way, if you can't beat them, join them. And if they're going to yeah. steal it, have them steal it in a way that it promotes you. If they do, I guess they could slice it up and some other yeah. things. So That's more effort than they're going to go. <laughs> it through. is a lot of effort yeah. to, to do that. All right, Banks. All right, man. Good stuff, man. Thanks. That's it, all. Oh, hey. Oh, oh, he left. Oh, but that's okay. Here, if you. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, hey, yeah, Banks. Yeah, here it is. Ooh. Here it is. There it is. Just this. We'll talk about it a little bit later in the show. But the question is, did Dave get a cut of that? He did. Yeah. How do you do that? I'm glad you asked. If you just head over to schoolofpodcasting.com slash Sweetwater. There you go. Not Sweatwater, by the way, which I, the first one I put in, Sweatwater. <laughs> I've done that. <laughs> I'm like, wait, that's not music stuff. All right. Thanks, Banks. All Thanks right, for bye jumping bye. in, man. Good to see, see you. you. Yes. Definitely got bullied into buying this by Banks, by the way. I just, <laughs> just want to be really clear. Actually, he wanted me to buy the M4. Yeah. And, uh, and I just, they, they haven't been available. So when, yeah. he, when he talked last week about it, I thought, I'm just going to pull the trigger. One of the things I did do wrong is not wrong. I had a sent to work because like Sweetwater, oh. I, always, I always use Sweetwater for my work account. And it was so, I was like, if they said it was delivered, this is the second time I've had something delivered to work. And they say it's delivered and I don't check the address. And I'm like, it got stolen or whatever. Oh, yeah. Freak out. It was at work. 
Yeah, it was a yeah. Work. Speaking of great Christmas gifts, John says, did anyone else get Dave's book, Profit from Your Podcast for Christmas? He ended up getting two. Uh, that's pretty interesting. So, wow. Wow. Must have been on its list. I Must guess. Must have been on its family list. We have a spreadsheet. We have a Google, a shared Google spreadsheet that has tabs for every, and then for everybody in the family. And then you can put your Christmas list, your stocking, because we do stockings and ah. gifts. And so you can list those kinds of things as well. It's been really helpful as the family's dispersed. Yeah. They keep track of all that stuff, you know? There you go. Yeah. It was my brother and I just did the exchanging of gift cards. It was like, he's, uh, here's yeah. your Home Depot. Great. Here's your Amazon gift card. <laughs> you know, just set an amount and then spend it on yourself. <laughs> like, the, why go through the, why go through the process of exchanging gift? Because they're going to be the, are they similar amounts? Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. that's the awkward part. Cause you're like going, <laughs> what if he gave me more? I'm like, exactly. Ah, yeah, it's going to be awkward. Exactly. Had a question here that just made me scratch my head. This is from probably Podcast Movement is where I've been hanging out uh, in their Facebook group. This was from Kimberly. She says, hello, everyone. I'm in hell with audacity. It's taking me far too long to edit each podcast. I think I, sh- I think I have a solution for the future. But right now, I've been working on my latest podcast. Jim, you want to guess for how long she's been working on her podcast? Six months. This is just one episode. How, oh, okay. how long do you think she's been editing it? Like how many hours? Uh, 20, 20 hours. Look at you. Oh, that's the wrong button. That's uh, right. It's okay. It's like I read the post. No, I, <laughs> and I didn't read the post. That was a total yeah, 20 guess. hours. Um, I can't get the audio. The person I interviewed is too low and I'm too loud. I'm trying to equalize, but have to do it. Alphonic. It, and that was it. Is there no way to equalize the entire track? And I was like, Wow. Auphonic, A-U-P-H-O-N-I-C dot com. And especially, I don't know how long her episode was, but I saw that. Dude, and I the was first like, couple ones free. And on I, yeah. I think, right? And I was like, 20 hours. Holy Because mo- yeah, to me, yeah, I was like, that's when, that's almost. That's, I don't a, know. that's NPR level. If you're at 20 hours on a single episode, you're at NPR level. And, it, that right? Yeah. The only thing she didn't say is what if that's her first episode? Yeah. I still don't think 20 hours is going to be that. But the, yeah, Bank says two hours a month for free at Dolphonic. That was one that I was just like, yeah, don't do that. And also, uh, again, if this is her first episode, it's still 20 hours, but more planning equals less editing. So I don't know what's going on there or if it just her, her sounds like her guest was horrible. And that's where well, just... If you, if you start with really bad audio, yeah. then you're behind the eight ball to begin with. That sound that's just sounds like to me if she's having leveling problems she's probably got really bad audio to start with then you're trying to fix that and then so you've done this before Dave where you've tried to fix somebody's audio and you you put in one filter and then you're like oh then you put in a second filter and you're like ah oh, third filter and pretty soon you have you're in filter hell yeah and it doesn't sound anything pretty much then it just doesn't sound anything like it did to begin with and trying to back that stuff out and you don't want to start over and it's a mess yeah. it is a mess it's hard the Here's one. I This is from Ronnie, again, out of the Podcast Movement Facebook group. My guest did four years in a state pen and was innocent all along. Oh. Yeah, that's awesome. We He didn't say what his podcast was. We did a great episode, and his attorney wants to use my episode as a testimony for his law firm on his website. All right. So far, so good. Is it tacky to ask him to sponsor the podcast or become a patron? And so I was That's like, a good question. Yeah. Cause to me, I was like one, one, you're going to get exposure from being on that guy's website. So you're already got a win, win my whole thing though, especially when he said sponsor, I'm like, it's a lawyer. Are you doing a show about how to be a better criminal or who, who is your target audience? And is that guy a fit? Because for me, sponsorship I want something that's going to be, that's my audience is going to go, oh, I need to go buy that or Ooh, that's really cool or something like that. And I just, I was like, unless you're doing a show about, I don't know, surviving divorce and that guy's a divorce lawyer or I don't know, that was my whole thing as a sponsorship. And I go, if you want to ask him to be a patron, I, you can, I, I don't know. And what's the risk? Let's not like this is your in-laws. So if they, if you're like, hey, I do have, I do this with all these crazy people that send me, hey, I want to 
do you, do you accept guest posts? And I've just got a, I have a guest post thing in, in what's the, what's Text the expander? Oh, I love it. It's just guest post, boom. And it says, Hey, I have a Patreon level for this. That's, is that tacky? Maybe, but it's an option for them. If they want to do that, they can yeah. spend 25 bucks to replace the link or they can spend 50 bucks for a guest post and they can get that done. I have only had one actually do it, but it gets, it gets them off my back. Because yeah. if you don't respond to those guys, they just keep hammering yeah. you and hammering you. So is it tacky? I, I don't think so. I'd ask. Might as well. Would it, uh, they can just say no. Yeah, that drives you me know? nuts. The whole, hey, I don't know if you saw my email yesterday. I'm like, yes, and I didn't reply. Some <laughs> some people can take a hint. Yeah. I, I, was, I had LastPass as a sponsor for a lot of years. Mm-hmm. I think three or four years. And, and I knew them. They were a small company when they first started out of Virginia. And I went and saw their, went out to their facility and met oh. a bunch of their developers. It was nice. super cool. I don't know, two years ago, maybe I, I reached out to them and they had been acquired by Lockman. And I reached out to my contact there, who's now, I think now gone and said, Hey, are you interested in another year? And she said, let me check. So she came back. She's like, no, they're not interested. And that a month later, they signed with Leo Laporte. <laughs> and I was, uh, and, okay, listen, I'm not Leo Laporte. <laughs> and I don't have, I'm not the Twit network, but it was, I was like, Oh, they're going, they definitely, they doubled down. They spent big money to sponsor Leo which was probably maybe a mistake on my end. Maybe I didn't uh, promote them enough, but was it, you have to ask. You just have to ask. And they said no. And I was like, oh, it's been great working with you. Appreciate that. It was a little lesson to me. I, I think with my sponsors, I need to ask for a little more sometimes. Like we, we could do the sponsorship bigger or better, or they already sponsored my app. So they spent a couple hundred bucks with me, but yeah, I think there's some opportunity. I don't think it's tacky at all. You mentioned Leo. I don't know how... Is that one you listen to every week? Or But I, I heard where he announced he's laying off some people. Did you hear that? Yeah, that's what I heard. I didn't, I, I haven't seen it or, or can confirm it. But okay. it wouldn't surprise me with revenues being down and ads being down. I'm sure he had folks locked in. I'm sure they do an annual kind of contract right. kind of deal as we get close to the end of the year. Maybe many of those are not renewing. I don't know how they're not. He's in the tech space. I think most of his right yeah. tech space is going like gangbusters. So I don't know. Yeah. Another thing I saw in the Facebook groups, raisingmoneycoach.com. I didn't write down the guy's name. I want to say it's Andy something. Matt Adam was in Facebook and he said, look, I want to sponsor 30 different podcasts this year. And he said, DM him. So I was like, I, I would assuming if you are somehow money-related or business-related, raisingmoneycoach.com. And I think we're going to see a lot of that uh, now. I think you're going to start seeing podcasters want to advertise on other podcasts, which isn't a bad strategy. Uh, It's just, and especially if you can find someone, it's the the weird part's going to be you want to find a good fit. So you're like, oh, great. Here's another podcast about podcasting. Would you, can I sponsor your show? They reserve the right. They're not going to end is somebody then going to take money to promote a show that in theory might be their competition? And that's where it's going to be because you want it to be a good fit. So that's going to be interesting to, to see Craig says, talking about sponsorships here, we lost our sponsor this year too. It's been a bad year for many, but that's true. Yeah. I, I, Jason said, did that guy have 300 replies? I should have copied the link. Because I know a lot of people are in the podcast movement uh, Facebook group, but I'd be interested to see. I there there were a couple that I saw that I was like, one was I'm trying to to decide between Podbean and Buzzsprout. So of course that had eight million replies of Libsyn, Castos, Captivate, blah blah, and I was like, ugh. And then the other one was I'm thinking of having someone edit my audio. Do you know of anyone? Everybody in that group will edit your audio if you pay them. And it was just like, there's just some things you're like, they, they should set up a filter that like, if somebody puts in this that's phrase, just Chris Curran, that's just Chris Curran with an alt ID <laughs> trying to promote himself. <laughs> that's all that is. Let's just be really clear. <laughs> He's hacked somebody else's account. That's it. Yeah, it's, it's, that's right. No, Chris, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Just you kidding. never know. This one, remember I say sometimes people overthink things a bit. Mm-hmm. This was a guy named Grant. Do you know of an app that can be a a real-time timer for how long you and your guests are talking? I'm trying to have a a mindful indicator so I can stop myself during a show rather than fix it in post. 
And one is to use Stream Timer or Stream Timer. Yeah, StreamYard, because I can see where we've been going 27 minutes and 26 seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what, I, to me, I, when I hear stuff like this and people are looking for a specific app, I'm like, there's a stopwatch on your phone. That's the, yeah. only, the only or, thing that's weird PC. about you yeah. can do it on your PC. This year. Yeah. And for me, the only thing that's weird about your phone is that whole, I don't know what you call it, where all of a sudden your screen goes off. So unless that app is set like to keep screen the show. screen up, yeah. all of a sudden you're like, oh, cool. I mean, because I've tried that before at. Uh, but are they I'd talking be- about individual, Dave? Hold on. Before you go any further, are they talking about individual? Like, how long am I in this sentence? And no, then no, stop? I, I think they're talking like, hey, I'm going to do an interview. It's normally 20 uh, minutes. Yeah. And and the only thing I can see pros and cons of that, because I can see the pro, if you're shooting for 30 minutes and you look up and you're at 20, you have to go, Ooh, the next two questions have to be good because I'm almost done. So I like that idea because anytime you do something shorter, you end up typically with better content. But I also am worried that it might negatively affect the casual conversation kind of flow of it. I don't know. What Can you see any? Anytime you've done this, the more you do it, the better you get at it. And right. then two, you start sensing time, get a feel like, oh, we're about a half an hour, we're half, about a half an hour in at this point, you and I. And you know, with, with the Gallup podcast that I do, there's so, I can feel the time and I break it down into three 20 minute segments. And you just feel, okay, we've been doing this long enough. Let's switch to the next topic and let's switch to the next. So having a, I think having a big running clock when I was uh, out for the Cigar Authority and doing that, Ed keeps a kind of a clock down in the corner of the screen, of the big monitor for everybody. Mm-hmm. And it's just a great way of looking, okay, where should we be at this time? As a host, you get better at that the more you do it. And you just sense, you feel like, okay, this is long enough. I probably need to move on to the next segment. We do that here. You, we try to keep things moving along. You don't stay in any one topic for too long and keep them rolling. So I, I, I would just run a, I just run a, a, a clock, uh, you know, a countdown timer, a count up timer, whatever, to to monitor what I'm doing. Yeah, and I guess the other one would be if you know what time the interview started, just look at the every computer has a clock on it somewhere, right? You right. know, so I can look down yeah. right now and see it's eleven o'clock. And that means we've been doing this for about a half hour, which means it's about time that we say thank you to look at that transition. Oh, hold on. Before, before you do that, yeah. I, it's always time to, to refill. So let's get that, <laughs> get that going too. Oh, thank you. Yes, this spot is brought to you by our awesome supporters. And not only do you get bonus content from Ask the Podcast Coach, you also get to attend some live events. Like we did a thing last Oh, Wednesday or Thursday, I do the Northeast Ohio podcasters meetup and I always invite the awesome supporters. And we had an interesting conversation about liability insurance, especially since Banks was talking about how everybody can sue us now. That might be something we we look into. But first of all, I want to thank the teacher's pet, which is it's, it's so apropos for this. And that is James over at the Dog Podcast Network. He is looking for 101 dog podcast stories. So if you go over to dogpodcastnetwork.com slash 101, and I've been uh, spotlighting him on the School of Podcasting, showing his progress as he gets ready to uh, launch next month. So if he's looking for storytellers that I think he calls them dog tangent. So it's a great story. Oh, and by the way, it's about a dog. You can actually learn $5,000. So if you want to check that out, go over to dogpodcastnetwork.com. And uh, the contest is at uh, dogpodcastnetwork.com slash 101. And our awesome $20 supporters, people like Kim over at toastmasters101.net. If you want to develop your voice, reduce your editing time. Speaking of somebody who was editing for 20 minutes or 20 minutes, 20 hours, improve your content. Go over to toastmasters101.net. Greg over at debtshepherd.com. So if you're when those those receipts come in from Christmas and you're like, holy cow, I spent how much on what? Yeah, go over to Greg at DebtShepherd.com. Shane at Spybrary.com. What's really cool about Shane, I'll give you a preview. Guess what his favorite podcast is? I'll give you a hint. You're, you're listening to it right now. Nice. Yeah, that's really cool. So thank you for that. Shane, you can Thanks, find Shane. him at Spybrary.com. Glenn the Geek, who was on last week, we're glad to have him back. Find him over at horseradionetwork.com. If you have horsies, I, seriously, that's where you got to go. Every 
podcast, every kind of shape and size of horse they talk about over there. The Indie Drop-In Network. Actually, last week, Greg came in to the Northeast Ohio Podcasters Meetup, and I got a, a better idea what he's doing over there. If you want some just free promotion for your show, IndieDropIn.com, you can basically, he will basically put your show in front of a bunch of listeners. And it's, those listeners are looking for new stuff, basically. It's pretty cool. He says, listeners love it because it's a playlist of shows they've probably never heard. And what I need to find from Greg is, because I know on the, on his website, he has true crime and comedy and things like that. But what if you do a, I don't know, a tech show or I don't know, things like that. So I think he's looking to submit my tech show to him. And he said, we're not ready for tech yet. So it's like, okay, let me know when you're ready. Yeah. So that should be fun. Max Trescott up in the air at aviationnewstalk.com. And if you've seen Wonder Woman 84, Max, be careful because apparently Wonder Woman can fly now. So that was kind of different. Ed Sullivan, if uh, Mark's going to make you look good, Ed's going to make you sound good. SonicCupcake.com if you're looking for an editor for your show. Michael Delaney, who actually left me a really nice message on Christmas. Thank you, Michael. Uh, Baby Mountain Radio Productions, where podcast and hard work are made fun. Find him over at BabyMountainRadio.com. And uh, if you'd like to be an awesome supporter, go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. And if you're like, I don't really want to be an awesome supporter, but I would like to support the show, go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash store, where there are many links and many different ways that you can help us along here. So thank you to all those who participate in that. And is she flying or just jumping far? Well, in many, like at one point she lassoed some lightning and just pulled her up into the heavens. And then at one point she, she lassoed a, totally spoiler alert. Maybe we should stop. Yeah. If you like superhero movies, which I do, but there, there comes a part where you have to really suspend reality because I don't know, people are like flying in the clouds. You have to go, okay, it's a superhero movie. That's uh, we, we won't do that. Jim. Have you ever thought of doing a year in review podcast? Yeah, this comes up every year, doesn't it? When uh, Or uh, I think a variation of this is the top 10 of the year. Yeah. Type, type things, right, to do that. I, yes, I have, and I have done it over the, the decade I've been doing this. Yeah. I didn't this year. No, I didn't this year. Because I, I think about this every year. I'm like, oh, it'd be cool to do a recap. Yeah, and so I'm making awesome. a note to myself that, and I'll have to see if I can remember to do it, because that's the thing, you forget about it would be like at the end of January, or even if it's in your own, let's say you want to do a year in review of your podcast, which to me is, yeah, but your regular listeners like heard that in theory. But I thought if you could make like a minute clip of each episode or a 30 second clip, or I don't know, somehow, but if you're going to do that next year, you have to plan it this year and do those clips or say, Hey, in January, Spotify brought, they bought so-and-so and and blah, blah, blah. And and then at the end of February, and then you could put those all together. Because the problem is right now, if you want to do some sort of year in review for your show or about your industry, it's off to Uncle Google. And that's going to be a, especially if you wanted to pull clips of your own show. Let's say you do a weekly show and it's a half hour. That's 26 hours of listening you're going to have to do. So you can edit out the greatest clips and it's, that's a, a cool idea, but man, is it labor intensive? So let's, let's ask the chat room really quick. How many of you like your end shows? Not, not making them actually listening to them. So as we're waiting for that, I'm a big windows weekly fan. Yeah. Leo, I mentioned them earlier and they, they do every year. They, he has a paid editor that just puts that stuff together. They, they, and that they're awful. I don't like them. Like I was there. Yeah. I don't want to listen to the best segments of it. And, and so I'm not, th- to me, those, I, they get just deleted right away. We're not interested in the year in review. But chat room, when, do you listen if you're the podcast you listen to do a year in review? Or do you do, you do that? Throw that in the yeah. chat. Or if you're listening on, you, can they listen on YouTube? They can watch on YouTube later, do you? No, once this is off, it's awesome supporters only. Yeah. But it, it does remind me, I remember growing up watching different TV shows, be it, I'll date myself happy days or uh, family ties was another one, but you'd be sitting there and they're like, they'd all be in the living room or they'd be sitting around a table and they'd be like, somebody walk in and they would be like, Hey, remember the time when did such and such. And and you're like, Oh, it's a clip show. And instantly you'd be like, I've seen every episode. I don't, I don't know if the writers went on vacation that week or what, but you're like, what's going on. And it was like, 
yeah, I've seen all those. Thanks, but but no thanks. And then, yeah, Craig is saying it depends on the podcast topic on whether or not a, a year in review. I'm not sure I get prediction shows. It's interesting because somebody like, here, you guys ready for a big prediction? Android is going to grow great next year. And that's not based on any inside information at all. Stuff like that. And I'm like, and then the next year they go, now see, I'm sitting here poo-pooing the idea, but I also love when Ross does that. Ross does a great job. Um, well, I think to Craig's point, it depends on maybe who does it too. Yeah. And there may be some topics that wouldn't be, and maybe I'm just not a fan of like long play in that category, like long play where it's an hour of going back and review. I kind of would rather have maybe have shorter clips or I don't know. I don't know. I just, that's, and this year has been such a disaster that I just don't, I don't know if I don't be, you know, if I want to be reminded. <laughs> well, that's it. And that's the whole thing where they go, Hey, 2020 was the year of the pandemic and lots of people lost right. their inner. Yeah, I was there. I was, yes, I get that. And I didn't do this to lead into this topic. You said you were going to repurpose some of your old stuff and that's different. That's not a review show. No, in 2021, we created during 2019 and 2020, we created so much content. We just know a lot of it couldn't have been listened to. So we've been going back in and actually our listeners have been giving us feedback that says shorter, more concise content is better. And so we're going to break down some of our work that had been even even 20 minutes. We're going to break it down into shorter bits. And then we're also going to share it differently. So it's we're going to go the whole route of, of audiograms. So audiograms on Instagram, audiograms on or else are they posting those? Uh, they, there's one other place. But anyways, I have we have another I have another person in social media that's handling that bit. And then we're, we're going to just read, I, I, this sounds bad, but we're replay a lot of those resources that we made in 2020, 21. I had during 2020 and 2019, I had my writer or my editor pull out the, what we call pull quotes, the gallop. Mm. So they're just those little, those, and he did three for each show. So we can go in easily. And man, I'm so glad I did this. I actually had him include the timestamp in the mm. pull quote. So we know exactly where it's at. So my social media person can go in. We now have oh, hundreds nice. of pull quotes, right? She can go in, find the quote, go right to that spot, pull it out, make an audiogram out of it. And so we're going to spend some time. By the way, that doesn't mean we're stopping our long play content. That still continues in 2021. But we are going to provide a, some shorter, more concise, more pinpoint targeted but it's recycled content. And Dave, I just, I just, we, we have these theme definitions, right? Clifton Strengths has these 34 themes. And I sat down two years ago with one of, with one of my co-hosts and we recorded one minute definitions, short definitions. Hmm. We posted those to YouTube. That's the only place they were. So I pulled them down, stripped out the audio, posted them. And during the holiday season, I've been giving them one a day in the podcast channel. Like, hey, here's these resources for you. They're always going to be here. You can always pull them down and use them if you want to do it that way. You might want to think back through. doesn't mean for 2021, maybe there's an opportunity to do less live or less interviews, but pull more on existing content that didn't get its full value when it was released. Dave, we did 80, just in one one channel, I did 80 podcasts this year wow. on for Call the Coach. So it's, it's over one a week, right? Yeah. It, but that's plus the 45 we released for theme Thursday and a bunch of others that we did. So there's no way everybody could have listened to that. There's content buried in there that can be pulled out. I do want, speaking of predictions on page. Oh, X I it's not even, it's right before here on An appendix uh, right here. The very last line of this says, <laughs> One last thing. This is from uh, Profit from Your Podcast. Proven strategies to turn listeners into livelihood. One last thing as I write this. It's February 2020. Things might change by the time you read this. Please keep that in mind. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I think I hit that one on the, the nail. You, you nailed it. Yeah. You had written that the previous July. Is that right? Like, yeah. I had. And then oh, I was writing in February still. What it was, that was my last time to put in anything and I had, which was good because there was one tool for having a paid 
RSS feed that had completely changed their business model. And I was like, okay, that's not my target audience. That's not going to bring value. That's got to go. And Mm. Supercast had just come on the, the scene and they looked really pretty cool. And so I asked my editor, I'm like, hey, can I put you know, this out. And then they're like, yeah, but let's keep that to a minimum. And I think that's when I added that. I think I changed that because it said originally, as I write this in whenever I originally wrote it, September, I think of uh, 2019. Yeah, it took forever for that thing to come up. But uh, Before we move on, let me give one more example yeah. of this reused content idea. So for two years, we did at the end of a program that we did theme Thursday, we did this thing called talent mindfulness. It was mm. Just a segment that was a perfect, it was perfectly done as its own container every single time, which was pretty great. We didn't intend to do it this way, but that's just the way it worked out. So this week, I was able to go back and grab a whole season of it. So 34 episodes, uh, we, we separate them by 34 because that's the number of, of themes there are. And I pulled them down, stripped out that audio part. Took me about, Dave, I think it probably took me 25 minutes maybe per program to get a seven minute show out of it. Basically, I had a pre-formatted template. I would download the full show, import it in, cut out just the section I need, and then export that out. And yeah, and then I would have to drop it into Audacity to strip the audio out of it. I would move that segment to YouTube. I would move that segment up to Spreaker. I'd drop it into Otter so that we'd get the trans the transcription of it. So that's 25 minutes. You think that's not all editing. A lot of that is moving the file around and getting that stuff done. But over the course of a week, I was able to in between things, because this is some something you could do in between processes, get this started, upload it to YouTube, move it over to Otter. That's something you can do in the cracks of, the, of your work process. And I did 34 of those this week. And I probably spent, if it's a half an hour each, probably I'd spent 17 hours on it. So it's I spent some time on it, but it's holidays. Things yeah. are slow, right? So I I have a whole season of talent mindfulness already done. Like that they'll launch January 7th and they'll go through August something. Dave, the work is all done. Like, yeah. I've never been this far ahead in my life on anything. Like it feels really good to have this whole season. I have a full another year of it that I can work on through the course of 2021 to get ready for 2022. It, God, man, it feels good to have, I I literally have this stuff planned and set and there's seven minute podcasts. It has its own channel. So I'm pretty pumped that I was able to get ahead of that little planning, able to get ahead of that. And I'm done for 20, not totally, but I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm done in that, in that area for 2021. That leads me to Allison's question. She says, I'm overwhelmed with the thought of organizing my research in the early stages of prepping for a local history podcast. And I'm collecting historic newspaper articles, postcard images, etc. I currently have them saved on my phone, laptop, and Google Drive. Any advice for those of us that are a bit scattered and not good with organization, I need to be able to easily pull this back and can do that. So I would, I don't know, I guess I would come up with maybe the, I guess, topics, maybe local businesses, people that you're going to do, maybe, I don't know, historic events. I'd have something, but you have to know what your audience wants. And then, because when you do research, you can't, if you don't know where you're going, there's going to be a ton of time spent on researching things that you go, oh, yeah, we didn't need to know that. So that would be my advice. And what do you think, Jim? Well, real quick, Banks makes a comment before I comment on that. Yeah. Banks makes a comment on something I said. He said about feedback. And so I, I took these shows from the from 2019 and 2020. How do I apply feedback to them? Which I think is a super valid question. Yeah. If you're pulling content from previous years, if you're publishing these things live you can get feedback from your audience and then make changes as you go. We've already, these have already been, have already passed the scrutiny of the public. Like they've, we've published them, we've gotten feedback on them. Then in edit, I can go in as I'm, if there were things that needed to be changed, I can go in and change those. Now I can't update, I can't make updates. I'm not going to voice over those kinds of things. That's, <laughs> some of that's just going to go forward with it. But it did allow us to make those feedback. And if I, in the feedback we got was we want them on their own channel and we want them shorter. So I was able to go in and do some simple edits to apply that feedback to those and make them pretty great um, out the shoot. 
so we, we were able to get that done on well, this one. Well, it's, it's funny you say that, and I'm going to come back to that question. Is yeah. is I, I one of the things? Of course, this is a shower moment. You're thinking, and I'm like, as much as I can say that the school of podcasting is much more than launching your podcast. It's growing. It's communicating. It's making great content. It's monetization. It's one of those things where, you know what? People watching YouTube think that's a podcast. Okay, it's not a podcast. There's more to the school of podcasting than launching your podcast. But guess what? Everybody thinks the school of podcasting is where you go to launch your show. So I was thinking in the shower, I might start not another website, but another podcast. Again, very short. If you've noticed all these times when I'm adding new podcasts, they're short because I don't have time to do this stuff. But it would all be just strategies on how to grow your po- and like lo- the super low hanging fruit stuff. And most of it, it's been on the school of podcasting already, but it would be like, you know, what, how to do an intro, how to, how, the importance of titles and blah, blah, blah. And I started thinking about this. And as I'm brainstorming going, there's 20 episodes and I'm like, I could do these and record them in probably two days and be done for the year. And how I would organize that. My thing for organization, I love Evernote. Because it's everywhere. It's on my phone. It's on my computer. It's on my iPad. It's, you know, in the cloud. But I I think it comes back to knowing, A, who your audience is. What do they want? Because history can be like really interesting and then really not, depending on what you're listening for and things like that. I know I'm half doing a, a podcast about Akron, Ohio that might come back in 2021. But I started doing research on that and it's one of those, it depends on what your audience wants. If it's for entertaining and education. Yeah. But on the other hand, it's, did you know that when the main street used to go there, but they build a bridge and now you have literally two blocks of main street that are just broken off from everything. And it's hard to get there. And I'm like, yeah, but what does that do for your audience? Who cares? Kind of thing. So we have a Facebook group called forgotten Omaha here in town. And you think, okay, Omaha, how big? We're under a million in the metro, just under. Maybe if you count the dogs and cats, it's about a million. And uh, you would think, man, if I created an Omaha specific, how big is Akron? How many, what's the population? You know, I, I should know that. Uh, 10, you know, that's oh, here. Oh, I will look that up while you talk. Okay, all right. You think the small, Omaha's a small town, right? And you think, uh, 199,000. Okay. So 200, yeah. or just short of a quarter yeah. of a million. So you kind of start thinking like, well, okay, uh, limited audience, limited history. This Forgotten Omaha group has, I don't know, I think 80 or 90,000 people in it. Now, I, I couldn't imagine trying to moderate a Facebook group that big. But you'd think if you're making a podcast that had a niche that tight, but could pitch it to the same group that's in this, this is one of those things you always say, go on Facebook, go find your audience. This would be a perfect place to go find your audience if you're going to do Omaha history. And I can get all of them, but there that there's that capability of going out and finding them and doing those. I think there's some people that who would kill to have a tenth of that number on their podcast to be able to do it. Dave, I don't know if there's a Facebook group around Akron or There's a ton. And actually what I've thought of doing because in reality, like you have to know your why is Dave doing a show about Akron? Uh, it's because in the middle it says, hey, if you want to start your own podcast, did you know you have a podcast consultant right here in Akron? So it's me trying to get the word out that, hey, I'm right here, Akron people, if you want to start a podcast. So that's part of it. But I've actually looked at, there are a lot of Facebook groups and local, like hyper, like local, what would it call, I was going to call it an easy, like newsletters things like that. And I'm actually tempted to go to those people and go, Hey, why don't we partner? You guys have content, but you're doing it in written format. Why don't I take, like you guys pick a story a month. I will spotlight it on my podcast and promote your thing. You promote my podcast and my podcast promotes me because half the thing I hate about it is gathering. I don't really care about it. I love my hometown, but there's parts of it that and when I look for news, it's like, oh, like some guy got uh, shot uh, not too far from my house. And I was like, hey, stop that kind of thing. And it's a lot of bad news. And it's all guess who died today? And hey, we're back to purple. And I'm like, oh, this is that's why I quit. It was just all really depressing news. And I was cover that news. You could cover the better. Yeah. The better stuff. This we're partnering with the Better Business 
Bureau, is that yeah. right? PBB or the Chamber of Commerce? I thought about that to spotlight because I wanted to spotlight new companies and people that the hyper local companies. So that's probably what I will end up doing. It's one of those things. It's been an idea of mine for a long time that like I want to play in the local space. It's just one of those things that again, just because you know how to start a podcast. It doesn't make it any quick. It's still, that takes a lot of time. It's the promotion. That's the part that takes a, a lot of time to, to get it going. Yeah. Lo- local can be harder, but I think it also can be more engaging. No. Yeah. Could be. Yeah. And that's it really. Andre Andreas. Yeah. Hmm. We have a guy here in Puerto Rico, not a podcast, but he comes to TV and radio shows and talks about Puerto Rico, historic events and people and his F. Yep. I just listened to Kevin. Because he sent in a thing for my favorite podcast is his shows grow your show or grow podcast, grow the show. And uh, he was saying that he did a show about Philly, Philadelphia called Philly who, and he started, he goes, he was flat, but he got on local TV and find out how do I get on local TV and just then looked at who are the leaders in Philadelphia and got on their email list. And it's just a matter of, okay, who are the people that have people like, who already has my target audience and how can I go make friends with them? That was another strategy of, of yeah. growing your audience. And then speaking of that, I should admit, I haven't read all of it yet. I'm about a quarter of the way through. Colin Gray, Dr. Colin, and three of the people who's Matthew, is it not on the front of the book? It's not. But there are like four people that wrote this book. But Dr. Colin Gray over the podcast host, Podcast Growth, some of this is low hanging fruit. And again, I, th- I think a lot of times that's what people are missing where they put the name of the, this is not, you will see today that when this is done, the title of this podcast is not going to be Ask the podcast coach episode number 325. Cause that does not make anybody want to click on that. That's some interesting, some good advice in there, but some of it's yeah. low, low hanging fruit, but some good insights. So. Dave, as we think about wrapping for the live yeah. show, we'll do some post show. So if you want to join us for post show, ask the podcastcoach.com slash join. If you want to jump in here, what do you get a quick summary for you? Or as you think about, let's be positive. Yeah. 2021 positive for podcasting, looking ahead. What kind of positives are you seeing out there? I, I think the positives I'm seeing are that the people, because they were bored, started a podcast and we're convinced that nobody would listen to them and they're finding that while of course we always want a bigger audience that wow people are actually listening to this and it is growing I think that and the numbers are going up and if you watch Edison Research every time they come out it's like more people are listening I don't know what do you think yeah I think there's going to be a bounce back as people go back to work I think we're eventually 2021 is the year we go back to the office. Not everybody will. I think while people are home, they figured out how to listen to podcasts a little bit more, something playing in the background, mm-hmm. so to speak. And, and I think there could be a huge, there could be huge growth uh, for listener numbers. I would definitely lean into advertising my own podcast for the, as we think about 2021, now is the time to start advertising for it. If you're going to pay for it or you're going to do it socially. or Yeah, I, I think it's going to be an interesting year. I really do because... I just see everybody getting into it, more companies and more the, if you think, oh, I'll make a lot of money as a podcast consultant, I'm here to tell you that space is getting crowded a lot. And it's not as easy as you think it is. Trust me on that. So I think that's going to be interesting to see. I heard, I heard a show today that kept saying, please rate and review us because it helps us get found. And I was screaming as I was in the shower. No, it creates engagement a little bit. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, uh, it's the ego anyways. That's it. That was so... Awesome. But thank you to the chat room. Thank you really for the whole year for the chat room. It's always fun to be here. We got 20 people watching right now, actually 21. Thanks to Mark over podcastbranding.co. Find Jim at theaverageguy.tv. Find me at schoolofpodcasting.com. And stick around for some post show. We're going to go over the steps to start your podcast.